we are doing right now, Spotlight uh, on Scripture. Uh, is, and uh, I did this study uh, back when we first got in this new building. Uh, and what it is, I give, give people an opportunity, if there's a verse in the Bible that you've wondered about, I'd like to have it explained, to write that on a little sticky note, a piece of paper, and fold it up and give it to me. Uh, and uh, and then I would cover it in one of these services while I'm doing this. Uh, we're going to be doing this for at least two more weeks. Uh, and uh, so, so it's your opportunity. You can, uh, if there's a verse in the Bible that you would like us to uh, to talk about, uh, this is, would be our, your opportunity as long as I'm doing this. And I call it Spotlight on Scripture because we focus on uh, one particular scripture or or two, like these right here. Uh, what we're, we started last week is Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one uh, through four, uh, and hopefully we'll finish that up. But you can, if you got a scripture, write it write it down uh, and fold it up and just give it to me uh, tonight or Sunday morning uh, or whatever, and I'll try to get to it uh, um, while I'm on this and I. We'll probably be doing this a couple more weeks uh, anyway, and then we'll be getting back into a regular uh, study. But um, I want to go back and read uh, uh, these scriptures uh, again, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And this is what it reads. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Amen. And we focused so far, uh, there were some people already back in that day that the apostles, before they died, they had to start dealing with false teaching. Uh, and uh, there was some had gotten and began to teach that, well, the day of the Lord had already come. The rapture done taken place. Uh, and it had a bunch of people that was members of the church in Thessalonica really upset. And, of course, uh, you have to uh, study a little history to understand about this. So, Paul wrote this letter to the church of Thessalonica to explain things that would happen uh, uh, before that. And he used this phrase, falling away. The falling away would come. Uh, and uh, that was, that was going to happen. And I read to you last week 
the words of a man by the name of William Booth. Who was William Booth? Somebody tell me that was here last week. Huh? He was the man who organized and started the Salvation Army. Uh, he's the one who founded that. Now, over a hundred years ago, this man made this statement before he died. And I, I want, I'm going to read it again because this is really powerful. He said, uh, and the times that he talked about is so vivid. Uh, it's, really, uh, uh, it's really something. This is what he said. The chief danger that confronts the coming century, that is the century that, that we're in all right, today. He said the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. Wow. In the 1800s, he wrote that. I believe the man had a little prophetic insight because we've seen that today. And that phrase, as I told you last time, falling away, it comes from the original Greek word apostasy. The apostasy shall, shall come. Uh, he said, and that apostasy's got to come first before all this other begins to transpire. And the definition of apostasy, again, I'm just kind of going, I want, I want you uh, to remember what we talked about, and then we got some that wasn't here last time. When he said apostasy, which is translated in the King James, falling away, apostasy means defection from truth, to forsake, to remove, to instigate a revolt, usually to desert. It comes from a root word to separate, and it's also used sometimes meaning divorce. Now, he said this apostasy was going to come first, this falling away. And folks, if you don't know we're in it, because we ain't seen nothing but revolt in this country and around the world over what God says. People are revolting against it every day. They are deserting the truth. And somebody asked the question, I believe it was Sister Susie last week. She said, you mean so somebody can't commit apostasy unless they... They know it to walk away from it. I said, that's exactly right. Because it is, a, it is something that you have embraced, but you've deserted from it. You've separated from it. You've divorced from it. And this one scripture right here, I told everybody last Wednesday night, this one, if there wasn't many other scriptures, this one scripture right here tears that doctrine once saved, always saved all the pieces. Hallelujah. 
because there are people divorcing themselves from the truth that they once known every day. Hallelujah. You want to, people ask me all the time, what's going on, Brother Sammy, with this homosexuality and the and Supreme Court and all that stuff? It's the apostasy. It's the falling away. They are revolting against God's word. They're shaking their fist in the face of Almighty God. Hallelujah. But I like, I, I like something that I, I heard somebody say, and I don't remember who it was just the other day. Oh, the, the quote originally came from Abraham Lincoln. No, no law passed can make any wrong right. Hallelujah. No law passed still don't make it right. Hallelujah. And we're right in the midst of all this today. And it breaks, it breaks my heart to see the things that we're seeing. Uh, last week, I talked about the spirit uh, of apostasy. And I, I can't just go over and, and reteach all of that. We got to move, move on. But I'm going to do the second part tonight, which is the, what I, we're going to explain what the spirit of apostasy is. We're going to talk about the spirit of apostasy is rebellion. The spirit of apostasy is rebellion. We are living in a rebellious age. People rebelling against the word of God and what, what is being being. Uh, the, those preachers that still got enough backbone to get up and preach the truth, people rebel against it. They don't. They don't. Uh, they won't accept it. They don't. They don't. Be, don't believe it. And so it ain't. It ain't. It ain't just the homosexuals and the gays that are rebelling against God today. Amen. And a lot of people. I've always thought that the falling away is people quit going to church. That's not what it's talking about here. Because there are people sitting on church pews that are in apostasy. Who have fallen away. Exactly. Hallelujah. And I want to show you tonight through scripture that this spirit of apostasy, it's rebellion, and the devil was the one who first started it back in the beginning. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Now, this talks about the devil before he became a devil. He said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Go ahead. Hallelujah. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend unto heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, 
I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Go ahead. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. You see, rebellion had its start. It originated in the heart of the devil when he tried to rebel against God. He was, he was called the, the son of the morning. He was one of the most beautiful angels that there was. And he was an archangel. Angels were divided into three, uh, three groups. And then, of course, there's some subcategories. Uh, from that, uh, when you begin to talk about cherubim and uh, and seraphim and different things like that, but uh, Michael is the archangel over the warrior angels. He's the one that's in charge of the spiritual warfare that that fight for the right and for the kingdom of God. Gabriel is the archangel of the messenger angels. If you recall, it was Gabriel that God sent to Joseph and Mary and Zechariah and all of those to send the message, to let them know. And Satan, Lucifer, his name was at the beginning, he was the archangel over the worshiping angels. The Bible says that he was created with pipes in him and Music, uh, representing music and musical lent. And that right there, folks, ought to tell you something. Because when the devil fell, he perverted everything that was associated with him. And there's a lot of people today that the devil uses music to deceive them by. There's a lot of stuff passing for gospel music that shouldn't be played in a church house today. Hallelujah. Some people get upset every time I say that, but you've got to be careful. You've got to realize, first of all, where music came from. It came out of the heart of the devil, and he perverted that. He, and uh, my message is not about, about, about Satan. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm teaching tonight is rebellion. And if you don't believe people, you don't use music to rebel against God. It's, it's used to rebel against God. Hallelujah. Just because there's a song wrote that's got two or three words in it about heaven and God, don't make it, make it a gospel song. I get to hearing some of that stuff played and everything. I don't know, I don't know if I'm listening to rock music or what I'm listening to. You know? Uh, you know, there again, like I said, you know, it. People, some people get upset when you talk about that, but hey, if I if I tell if, if I have to tell the truth about one thing, I got to tell it about all of it. Uh, we I'm just saying we have to be careful of what we let ourselves get involved in. Amen. We have to be careful about that. So uh, uh, rebellion had its start with Satan. He rebelled uh, against the Lord. And that is the spirit of apostasy, to separate oneself, to instigate uh, 
what was that word that I used? Um, uh, insurrection. Uh, I, uh, and, and to rebel, he, 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 he did that in the beginning. Now, it gets down a little tighter and a little closer. And, and it gets down to where sometimes I, I get concerned about my, my myself because I know my flesh and sometimes how my tendencies. And listen, you know, every one of us, I, I believe we all know where our weaknesses and our strengths at. We may try to to hide it sometimes, or uh, but I think it's uh, I, th- I think we need to be just like what Brother Our Baggett's sister, Sister Jewel, said. We got to be real. We need to be real. Amen. And sometimes, and I thank God, I thank God He's working on me on this. But I mean, I went through a lot of it during the two years we didn't have a building. And uh, and all of that, but we got to be careful. What I'm talking about, we got to be careful how we allow unbelief to come in our heart. I'm going to show you that when I have unbelief, I am committing rebellion. If God speaks and I don't believe it and accept it by faith, I'm on the verge of rebellion. I'm on the verge of rebellion. And let me give you the scripture, one, one scripture. I, I don't have time to get them all, but Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 23. Now, let's, let's look at this scripture. He said, likewise, when the Lord sent you, now he's talking to the children of Israel while they was in the wilderness. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, then what did you do? How did they rebel? You rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and you did not what? Believe him, nor obey his voice. Disbelief and disobedience leads you into rebellion. Now, let me tell you what happened to the children of Israel. It took them 40 years to make a 30-day journey. When you study the path that they went from Goshen in Egypt up through uh, uh, to the Promised Land, back then, by their way of travel, the way they was traveled, that many people... They could have made it in 30 days. In fact, in 30 days, they, they was there, there camped out, and God spoke to them. He sent out spies to spy out the land. What happened to those spies? What did they, they said, oh, yeah, it's, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. God says it's time to go in and possess the land. But they did not believe God. They says we look like grasshoppers to them. Man, there's giants over there. We can't fight them. Those spies were gone for 40 days. 
to spy out the land. They brought back, the Bible calls it an evil report. Listen, when I get to the place to where I disbelieve God and disobey God's word, what he says, God calls that evil. He called that an evil report when they said, we can't do this. God all along saying you can. They said, no, we can't. God said, that's rebellion. And since those spies was gone 40 days, he says, you're going to wander in the wilderness one day, a one year for every day. Wow. <laughs> rebellion, God don't think too highly of. So that's what I was telling you about me. I, You know, Lord, help me when I begin to not have the faith that I need and to disbelieve what you say. Because if I'm not careful, I could be getting into rebellion against God and disobedience. And there was only two, two of the, uh, of the, of the spies who says, oh, we can do this. We can do it. Joshua and Caleb. <laughs> you know what? God rewarded Sister Lynn their faith. They, 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 had, to, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of what everybody else is doing. Sometimes we come to the house. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching now. I'm getting, I'm getting a hold of something. Sometimes we come to the house of God, and we sit on God. We, we, we don't worship Him. We don't give Him because oh, I'm tired or I'm wore out or I've been through this and I've been through that. And then you've got somebody else believing God and wants to wants to be touched by God, and they leave and they don't get their touch from God because everybody else. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Sometimes the way that we relate to God not only just affects us, but it affects those around us. Joshua and Caleb was forced to wander around in the wilderness for 40 days because all the rest of them, when they said, we can do it. But you know what I like especially about uh, Joshua was the one after Moses God took him on and he died. Joshua later on led them. But old Caleb, when he went out there, he saw, he saw a beautiful mountain. And he asked Moses, could he have that for him? And his, could that be his possession when they got in the promised land? Of course, they had to wonder. And that whole generation died in the wilderness. But 40 years passed, and you go back and you read, and here comes Caleb, over 80 years old, tells Joshua, he says, give me my mountain. He said, he said I'm as strong as I was 40 years ago, ready for war to go in and come out. I'm ready to take my mountain. And guess what? He got it. Hallelujah. He got it. Amen. But we got to be careful and I've got to look I've got to look at the time if I want to. And so this this rebellion we're seeing it now. And everything that's happening, 
you see on the news and everything that's going on, we're in the midst of this apostasy. It is a rebellion against God and his word. Hallelujah. And then this, the final man of sin, he said, we read in the beginning, is going to be revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalteth himself all that's called of God. And see, all this stuff that's going on right now is setting the stage for the man of sin, which is the Antichrist, to come in and take over, which I believe, I, I believe the man is alive and living right now. I believe he's on this planet right now. I believe we're that close. But I want to give you one other scripture to tell you the Bible tells about how things are going to be. And we're going to go to the book of Daniel, chapter 7, and this will be the last scripture that I read tonight. Go ahead and put Daniel 7 and 25 up. Now, this is talking about this man of sin, the one we read about in Thessalonians. Look at this. And he shall speak great words against the Most High God. I'm going to tell you what. I've heard some recent people in office do this lately. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to take it no further than that, but I've, I, I, I have heard this. And, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. My, my, my. And to think to change times and laws. This system and it, that's coming to be set up is going to be run by leaders that's in the, in the process of changing laws that we've had from the beginning. We, haven't we seen them? We're seeing it now. And they shall be given into his hand until a time, times, and dividing of time. That, that represents three and a half years. Uh, but all of this stuff, see, has to do with rebellion against God and his commandments. Uh, with, and the first lady that we've seen that was affected by this same spirit, this spirit of rebellion, was Sister Kim in Kentucky when she was locked up simply because of a law that was written that she says, I can't do it with good conscience. And we just now begin to see the, the start of it. We haven't. Uh, it's just now beginning to unfold. Anybody got any comments or anything you'd like to add about our lesson or a question we talked about on this tonight? <laughs>